Hey everybody, thanks for tuning into the Epic Earful, and here is a jingle. Epic Earful! Yeah. Wow. Nice pipes, Grant. Has anyone ever told you that? I heard they called him the songbird of his generation. Yeah. Grant used to lead a choir of all men, thousands of them. Didn't you? Didn't you sing at the Crystal Cathedral? Oh, yeah, that was just one of my stops. Yeah. yeah. The Vatican too. Oh, Vatican II. <laughs> that was a good church council. Okay, anyway, um, hey, we're back on the earful. It's been a minute. We were out last week because it was my wife's birthday. We're back. We're back now. Back. The boys are back and down. We're back. And um, last Thursday at Epic, we talked about forgiveness. We talked about Jesus being so cutesy and so nice. Well, he's not always nice, People but he's kind. He was always nice, but he was kind. Tuck that away. Get that tattooed, Grant. Um, oh, it is. So what? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Trust me. Um, so we read John 21, but before we did that, you gave, um, oh, yeah. I didn't even do introductions. Scooter's, no. Scooter's here. Who else is here? Uh, I'm here. <laughs> uh, this is Jake Hewling, the speaker uh, this speaks. The speaker boy who Where's speaks. Oh, you had to go home. You had a bad time. Yeah. You can't be a guest on the earful if you still have a bedtime. It's just one of the rules. Yeah, maybe next time. Uh, so, yeah, I'm here with the great Grantino. I'm here with Jacob Hillick. Who's related to almost everyone at Epics? He's got some cousins, some siblings. It's insane. Yeah, pretty much uh, on this place. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, so, what were we talking about on Thursday? This Thursday. Yeah. What we were talking about was the situation where Jesus approaches Peter and asks him a question three times in a row. A question three times, and that's an important number because it all makes sense in the end. Yeah. So. <laughs> So I guess I can give a little backstory. Hit us with the backstory. Yeah, so in Matthew 26, um, pretty much Jesus was reclining at the table with the boys. Mm -hmm. And um, he pretty much prophesied that they're all going to train. And they're all flabbergasted, if you will. Mm -hmm. And Peter specifically says, Lord, I would never, even unto death. Mm-hmm. Peter's got that dog in him. He's got that dog in him. He's going to the cross with or with Jesus. With or without Jesus. With or without Jesus, he's going to the cross. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew that was the missing part? He was actually up there. Yeah. Um, and Jesus said, "No, actually, you're going to die me three times before the rooster crows." And he says, "I doubt that." What's your best rooster crow noise, Grant? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay. We did not plan that, and that was fantastic. That was amazing. Can you do that one more time? Wow. Oh, we got to do a third one. We got to do a third one. No, no, no. Two crows. Three denials for two crows. Okay. Okay. He's onto something. But Dallas there. Yeah. Depends on your translation. That's about when Believe it or not, that's when the rooster would typically start crowing. In those days, about three in the morning, <laughs> and we just keep going until dawn. Yeah, that's too early. Wasn't a thing yet. Uh-uh. So, guys, back to the text. So, fast forward now into John, the text of this week, John twenty-one. Um, 
the disciples went fishing. Jesus already died on the cross for all of us so that we can have a chance at eternity with him again. Praise God. Praise mm-hmm. the Lamb. Praise Jesus. Mm-hmm. And he came back, resurrected, like he promised. Um, and he appeared himself to Peter and some of the boys, and they were fishing. Um, unfortunately, they weren't catching any fish, but as we read a little bit before, they above, don't. they usually don't because they don't know how to jig. Come on, we got the <laughs> fish. We don't know how to jig. Yeah. Right, boys, you got to cast over there, jig. cast it over here. You're not using the right size swim bait. Mm-hmm. They're just little nerds with they nets. They didn't have the bigger baits, right? Yeah, they didn't have bigger baits. <laughs> Good callback. Dude, the Baker Bates. Oh, but when Jesus said, you know, over there, boys, they got 153 of them. Who knew? All right, guys, next time you go fishing, bring Jesus with you. Um, so Thanks. what happened was is that after they had finished breakfast, they caught the fish, had breakfast, um, Jesus approached uh, Simon Peter, Peter, and asked him. Side note. Jesus is resurrected, and then he's eating breakfast. Well, he made him breakfast. Picture that. Now. He made him breakfast. Oh, so, so this is important. Your first act is a resurrected Christ. I'm making breakfast for you. That's so Jesus. With the holes. Maybe some fish. He's so Jesus. So when we die and are resurrected in the new heavens and the new earth, there will for sure be food. That's what I'm looking oh, forward yeah. to. What's your What's your first meal in heaven? Ooh. I want some of that fried fish. How about HB surround sound? Can you imagine that? Gosh. Does that even exist anymore? Oh, it's New Jerusalem. Yeah. Gosh, that's a tough one. First meal? My favorite thing ever? And I want Fiesta Grill. Okay. I want their carne asada plate in my mouth. That's what I want. And you'll get it times a million. Let's get it. I just dapped him up. Okay, back to the story. Okay, so Jesus asked Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? And he said, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him again, or he said, feed my lambs. Second time he said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Mm. And I'm not some theologian, but I know that. Don't lie. But I know that three is in a direct correlation with the three times that Peter denied him. And correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah. Um. He gave essentially Peter like three times to like redeem himself, right? And the coolest thing I think to me is that it really shows that Jesus um, is so merciful in his love and that even one of his boys, right? Imagine guys, like I said tonight, if you were here, if you weren't here, that's like, they were doing life together. They were, they were seeing Jesus perform miracles um, they were living with him, traveling with him. I mean, like literally they left their life to be with him and that's, they were as close as like your family. So imagine on a day, of great disaster or something and your family just leaves you or abandons you. That's like what happened to Jesus. Um, how would you feel? But even in that Jesus still, uh, loved him. And allow for him to get redeemed. And he wants to do that for each and every one of you listening. 
Mm-hmm. So whether you think you're quote unquote good Christian or not, um, God's going to meet you right where you are, um, whether that's a high or a low, and he's going to continue to just sh- um, be a shepherd to you. Mm-hmm. He wants to love you in a way you've never been loved. It's the unconditional love of God that you can only get through him. And we search our whole lives looking elsewhere what only he can give. Mm-hmm. I promise you that. Mm-hmm. So, 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 um, another big important thing that I want you guys to know is that he not only redeems him, but he also gives him purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, so his name was Simon. Mm-hmm. So wait, even though he messed up and denied Jesus. Mm-hmm. Straight up. Three times. So he lied. Mm-hmm. He denied Jesus. He betrayed him. Mm-hmm. So basically he committed the same sins as Judas. Straight up. Loser. And then God's still going to use him? No way. True. Promise. True. Promise. Um, matter of fact, so... But before you go, before you leave that, mm-hmm. Jesus affirming his love for him those three times. Here's something kind of interesting. The just, hey, listen closely. Just came to me. Guys, it's back to the glory days. Um, in the Greek, when Jesus goes the first time, do you love me? Mm-hmm. He says, do you agape me? It's like, do you love me with the undying, sacrificial love of God? And Peter goes, you know how he answers him? He doesn't go, I agape you. He goes, yeah, I, I phileo you, mm-hmm. which means like brotherly love. I, I, I like you. I like you. You're great. Mm-hmm. Again, Jesus asking, do you agape me? He says, I phileo you. So it's really cool. Like he, he's he been humbled by this whole process mm-hmm. of denying Jesus. He was the guy who said, yeah, I agape you more than everybody. But now he's going, no. I don't know if I can say I agape you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I phileo you. I like you. You're my good friend. Uh, but I don't know if I could say I'd die, I would die for you with an undying mm-hmm. sacrificial love. Mm-hmm. He's, he's been changed by this whole experience. Jeez. And so a matter beautiful. of fact, not only changed, but then sent out. That's the thing. Yeah. And his name, Peter, is now the rock of this new movement of Christianity post-crucifixion, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. where we see, you know, later. He's essentially handing off his whole ministry mm-hmm. to Peter. Mm-hmm. Feed my sheep. Take care of my lambs. Mm-hmm. Feed, my, feed my lambs. You are, I'm giving you my ministry. How crazy is that? The guy who denies him the mm-hmm. worst, mm-hmm. he turns over to him his whole ministry. Yeah, what's he talking about with the sheep? I think that's confusing. Okay. Like why, why does he, why doesn't he just say, go lead the church? Mm-hmm. You know, Mr. Metaphorical, you're asking a question, telling a story, you're giving some parable. Some puzzle. And so why, why, do you, why do you think he uses the term sheep? Is that an important theme in the Bible? Well, I think of the verse, you know, the great shepherd and how his sheep hear his voice. And I think he's, he's like, granted, he's passing the baton. And he wants him to be like a pastoral caregiver to the body, right? The sheep are us. We're mm-hmm. the sheep. And the shepherd is the one that watches over the flock, right? And if one leaves, he goes and chases that one, right? Because he mm-hmm. knows the other ones are safe and sound. But maybe, you know, maybe you're that one. 
Mm. Maybe you feel you're the one that got out of the gate. You feel disconnected. You feel as if there's this disconnect in your heart. Well, I promise you that there's someone knocking on your heart and, and he's going to continue to knock, 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 knock. Matter of fact, in the text, um, it said that Jesus will give, or it doesn't say that in the text, but it says that Jesus will continue to continue to knock and knock and knock because he's never going to give up on you. What if I do something really bad? Like how bad? Yeah. Like what if I take a dump in my brother's Cheerios? That's almost as bad as not paying off your grants. Did you hear that, Tanner? It's coming. Like what? what if I do something so horrific? And horrible, and he was eating cocoa puffs, and so he didn't even notice until he took a first bite. You know, I'm not a father. I'll do one one day. But I would say God is the father, so He likes to teach you the lesson, but He likes to do it in a loving way, where you learn your lesson and you grow from it. And so, like in this situation, the Lord was patient with His son. He was patient with him, and He. He allowed him to realize mm-hmm. realize what happened, mm-hmm. and it humbled him, and humbled him in a way where then he he got sent out into a journey. And I feel like as if he never had that experience with the Lord, where Jesus said, "Do you love me?" And he came to that conclusion. Oh, I get it now. Like I don't, I don't. Like you love me way more than I can love you. Mm-hmm. You're. So, like, none of this, all this other stuff, fear, doubt of, I don't have to worry about it. So even if I poop in my brother's Cheerios, God will still love me and want to use me? He will. Yeah, he's never going to give up on you. Um, like, like like Peter, I mean, pooing in the cereal and having <laughs> your brother eating is pretty bad. It's pretty messed up. It's pretty messed up. Almost. Another thing that I love about this story, and I think that's such a cool picture of what God is like, is how personal his forgiveness is for Peter. It's not like, Peter, I forgive you, you know, you messed up. But like you said, it's this it's this deliberate three questions. Like, Peter, I know exactly what you did, and I love you. And I see you and I want to redeem the, like you said earlier, Jake, that was so good. Like I want to redeem you three times. Mm -hmm. Like I can only imagine Peter, like hindsight, Jesus goes to the cross and he's just like, got to be so guilty and shame ridden and thinking about like, not only did I deny him once, I denied him twice. I denied him three times. And I think that's the, the forgiveness that Jesus offers all of us, that it's always personal it's always intimate. Mm-hmm. When we come to him and when we ask for forgiveness, like it's not it's not like yeah, Jesus died for everyone and that's totally true. But like he wants to have this intimate healing moment with us that's personable and sacred and it's not just a blanket for everybody. It is and it isn't. Mm-hmm. It was cosmic as a cosmic event, but it's also a deeply personal event at the mm-hmm. same time. Yes, that is a good way of putting it, Scott, because like I said, he likes to meet you exactly where you're at. And all of us are in different positions. Some of us have perfectly great families that love Jesus. Some of us 
don't have families that know Jesus, or maybe you're the only one, or maybe some of your family does, or maybe your family doesn't live together. And so Jesus mends your wounds in the ways you need them met. Yeah. Great example for myself. I was on a mission trip last year. Ooh, hey, story time. Story time. All right, guys. I bling, was bling, on bling. a journey with the Lord a year ago. Uh, and I was in South Africa. And a little bit about me is I never grew up knowing my dad. Um, I grew up with a single mom, my sister. And that was tough, especially being a guy and not having your father in your life is confusing, mm-hmm. to say the least. And you don't really notice it until I would say... I'd like my first relationship slash getting into high school mm. when I started to like go through changes and just become more of a man, have responsibilities, yeah. get a job, drive a car, stuff like that. More and more it started daunting on me. Um, and then, so I was in Africa and we were doing this like outreach day at a church. Um, and there was like a bus full of kids that had no family. Mm. Um, these kids just showed up on the bus, these little African kids, so sweet, so awesome. And they went off and did their little kid thing. We did our service. And after this kid walked up to me and he painted a picture of him and me, we were like holding hands and it hit me in that exact spot that I needed to be healed by the father. God used a kid to heal me and my father wounds. This kid has nothing, but yet he's the one bringing healing to me. Mm. So it shows that God uses so beautiful. Yeah. Even little orphan African kids showing up on a school bus, just like he used Peter. And that was a personal situation for me. For me, that was very intimate. The Lord knew exactly what he was doing. The Lord knew exactly why he was sending that child to heal me. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. God uses a donkey. God uses people. God uses everything. Heck, he could even use a guy who pooped in his brother's cereal. There could be a lesson to be learned in that. There could totally be a lesson. That's a beautiful story, Jake. Thanks for sharing that. I still have that in my Bible to this day. That's awesome. I just got wrecked by God. That's so classic, God. It's like you go across the world to go serve. And God's like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bless you so profoundly and meet you in a place that you never expect. That's cool. Any uh, final words, gentlemen? Grant, any other Greek words you want to drop on any heads? Well, the name Peter, right? So Petros. Simon to Peter. Oh, yeah. Petros, yeah. as in Peter, we translate it to in English, is rock. Oh, rock boy. Rock. You know what's interesting though. He at the beginning of the conversation, though, he's, he calls him Simon, the son of John. I know. So he takes him back to, and interestingly, Simon actually means wavering, unstable. You know that? Mm-mm. Right? So he's doing a really cool, fun work, work play, taking him back, reminding him to, yes, I know you are unstable, you're <laughs> wavering. But I have mad love for you, and I have mad plans to use you in a great way. You're taking over my ministry. So it's really rad. He doesn't call him Peter. See? Yeah. Just yeah. like the three times. Everything is so intentional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's beautiful. beautiful. All right, guys, better do your homework because um, you're going to have to crack all these codes that Jesus has. Yeah. So your Bible is an endless treasure chest, mm-hmm. lifetime of study, waiting to be, waiting to be treasured. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to close with a little game. 
this weekend I'm going to a Harry Potter party. And if you didn't know, you're not. Yeah, I'm a huge, like absurd Harry Potter fan. Yeah, they go to cool parties. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, you were like I was Todd Packer as the pre- uh, as the pregnant nun. Yeah. Hey, Todd Packer, the pregnant nun. Yeah, it was a Halloween costume that he did. Okay. okay. Don't watch The Office until you're older. It's slightly inappropriate, but hilarious. Anyway, um, so I'm going to a Harry Potter party this weekend. I'm a huge, huge Harry Potter. Like it's it goes like the Bible's number one, and then a very close second is Harry Potter. Like I've read them several times and. J.K. Rowling is a Christian, and there's so many amazing themes about Jesus in Harry Potter. I swear to you. It's amazing. Um, so anyway, we're going, my my whole family, my little baby is going. And if you can guess what I'm dressing up baby Judah as, as a Harry Potter character. No, don't give him any ideas. That is That would be a really funny one, though. Like a little bouncy ball. Um, if you can guess what I'm dressing him up as, you can win a dollar at the Snack Shack next week so think of your best harry potter little squishy things there's your hint no you didn't that was a good guess though uh thanks for tuning in you little earlobes love you see ya